All right. We're ready to go. Um, so somebody is outside weed eating. No, it sounds like a lawnmower, mm-hmm. but I don't know who it is. Somebody on this hill is mowing their lawn. <laughs> it's 30 fucking degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on in this world. Is, do I live in the Stepford place? Uh, I don't know. I mean, as in the really cool one that was creepy or the one that was shitty that they made years later. I don't know. I mean, both are. Both. The original was fucking good. I, I don't remember it from the 50s or 60s. It was. The other one, they tried to go the creepy route, but then they did the comedy up too much. And it you can't do that. You have to make things surreal and you have to make them. Even if the comedy's there, it has to be a very grim you know, Pleasantville was a better version of Step, right. the Step for Wives that they made. Great, because they made that Step for Wives in Pleasantville around the same time, and Pleasantville was a better version of that type of movie, like where they live in like a sitcom type world right. from the fifties or sixties. Pleasantville was good, very good. No, oh, it was great. I mean, and it, and it got it got so many, you know, it got so much hatred. Yeah, I mean, when it first came out, but then it's been hailed since like people just didn't get it, you know, and then eventually they did, you know, and Tim McGuire and Reese Witherspoon both turned in great performances, but the best performance was, um, fuck, I can't remember. I, it, she was in the notebook and she's great. I mean, she's swan neck, very of uh, the mother. Yes. Uh, and she lets the, uh, the water drip on her cooter. Is that what it is? Yeah. She, remember her daughter teaches her how to, the girl that's got sucked into the TV. Right, right, right. Teaches her to let the water drip on her cooter so she could actually have an oh, orgasm for right, the first time. Right. And then all of a sudden and, she's and, in color. And like, she's like, oh, what's that? <laughs> like she's, you know, <laughs> but the beautiful thing about that was, is that there was a painting and the guy was kind of a beatnik, I guess. And there's like, don't worry, we can get it to go away. And she's like, I don't want it to go away. You know, it was you know, it, it, it is a beautiful movie in so many ways. What is that? 1998, Tobey Maguire, Jeff Daniels. I'm going to find that lady. That is Joan Allen. I believe Joan Allen. Or Natalie Ramsey. It was Joan Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Joan Allen. She's 172 years old now, though. It's crazy. <laughs> she did a... Uh, she did a uh, an episode of Saturday Live. That was good. I mean, she did a. It was one of um, Chris Kattan where he played that guy. The the Mango. Uh, no, it wasn't Mango. It was the guy who talked really funny. Oh, Shabbat Shalom, Mister Body. In a day two, that you got a basically doing Pootie Tang. Drink a Papa. <laughs> Remember Pootie Tang? The funniest part of that whole sketch was Molly Shannon. Read that back. <laughs> Mr. Bade, <laughs> is it day two that you have acidity drink a papa? <laughs> she was great. She didn't get as she don't I don't think she's got as much as respect as she deserved for for how great she was. She's good in everything, as far as I'm concerned. And she still looks good. She's holding up. Yeah, she is. It's hard to I remember she born was in nineteen fifty six. That would make her sixty six years old. Molly Shannon is? No, not Molly Shannon. Joan Allen. But Joan Molly Allen. Shannon is great. Right. That everybody loves Molly Shannon. Mm-hmm. Even in the dumb movies like Superstar, 
Those movies are extremely watchable and extremely entertaining. Well, they are. And I, and I think it's a lot better than people gave it credit for. Like it was just so, st- there was that string of satellite movies. It was almost like there was too many. Yeah. And they were, the and they were all equally good. Ladies man. Right. Ladies man was a good movie, um, but it wasn't as good as obviously Wayne's world. Wayne's world was the best one. Obviously Coneheads, Very good. It was up there. Um, but then, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Airheads wasn't really a Saturday Night Live movie, but it had Saturday Night. It had Adam Sandler. Yeah, it had the people. Um, so I don't know how we qualify that. You know, the characters that were on the show, like you know, uh, Black Sheep, Tommy Boy, those aren't Saturday Night Live no, movies, but they're adjacent. But they're people from Saturday Night Live. Right, they're adjacent. Warren Michaels produced them and right, stuff. Right, right, right. Um, I do think that Superstar was great. I think that Will Ferrell was a giant reason for that. Um, he was a giant reason for the ladies' man being good too. <laughs> but I'm just going to oil up. <laughs> but it's the funniest thing was in uh, in Superstar. Call this one the Pepper Mill. <laughs> just remember, that's one of the funniest fucking things. Just his dancing and how he was. You know, he was like this naive and idiot, playing he, a but, high school kid. Yeah, no, forty seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> fucking retarded. I love it. Let's play the theme. I remember the pepper mill. It was great. His best one, though, and we've discussed this before, I think his best skit ever was uh, Gus Chickens. I never laughed so hard in my life. And that was cut. I know. That was cut from Gus Chiggins. Well, he was one of the guys that immediately made an impact when he started. Yes. His fr- the, I didn't like him at first. You the, know, did, can you believe that? That's weird. Yeah, I loved him weird. at first. We were all quoting Get Off the I, Shed. I was, an we, 80s, I was an 80s kid. So Saturday Night Live for me, see, that shifted eras. Yeah. Saturday Night Live for me was Nora Dunn, Jan Hooks. Uh, Dana Carvey, Dennis Miller, great, ca- De- arguably one of the greatest casts. Um, Everybody's Kevin Nealon cast is the one that they first watched. I think uh, my cast up until that point was Farley, uh, Sandler, Spade, um, Sarah Silverman for a year. <clears throat> I think she, I think she was a year before. She only had one year. Um, Nealon, Norm, Nealon was. I think he's unsung about how great he was. Now to take a look back. <laughs> now this story. Now let's get another, another angle on this story. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. And then the, uh, what is it? The subliminal? Mr. Subliminal. Mr. Subliminal. Hot that. sex, hot sex. <laughs> Your place. <laughs> um, Did you see when Leslie Nielsen was on there and trying to do it? No. Dude. Leslie Nielsen was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It, hadn't he passed away? Yeah. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen's dead. That'd be the that'd be a cool name of a song. Leslie Nielsen's dead. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Yeah, Leslie like, Nielsen's awesome. You know, but like, you know, it could be a line in a song. Um, right, said Fred. Leslie Nielsen's dead. something like that. I don't know. I'll figure it out. You wait and see, motherfucker. In six years, when me and JMO get this album finished, <laughs> I'm going to have a song that has "Right Said Fred Leslie Nielsen's Dead" in it. I promise you. 
Les. I love Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, he's pretty Nielsen, great. Nielsen, Mister Subliminal. It's got to be on there. It's got to be on here. They just they try to keep so many skits off. Like I don't understand why they do that. Well, they, I mean, I randomly they come had a Saturday night. They had a Saturday. Uh, the best of Leslie Nielsen farting on television. Death when I come on this show. No, no, no. But I just see that some people may not have. There it is. That's now. That's the. Uh, it's just a prop. We use it in an airplane, and I have so much fun with it, so I just carry it around with me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, ladies and gentlemen. We'll start now. Then we'll begin. <laughs> Did you hear the starter pistol? <laughs> You have to have a good opening, a middle, and a good closing. So as long as, as long as you have a good opening, you're on the way. I figure that's yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, pun is supposed to be the lowest form of humor. There's only one other that I know. Of. I mean, I'm always associated with being, a, you know, a man who has a background and education, and I'm well mannered. And, you know, I have to protect. protect <laughs> Is he doing that thing? Yeah, he's got like yeah. a. You had not a done a great deal of comedy before Airplane, had you? Or, well, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the funniest yeah, thing. Like what? What would have been that? Beside an adventure, uh, that was. Uh, was was that a hard yeah, movie yeah. to make? But, well, that's I went down with this. Yeah, you know, I was the captain in Pasada, but that was a very short part, and it really wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it all go wrong? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, now we'll begin. <laughs> that's for me too, right? I'm beginning. <laughs> People see you playing these roles. Uh... Well, it has concerned me a little bit. <laughs> it doesn't seem to. We nothing we do seems to drive them away. We don't stint here. Are you cutting uh, me a slice? I'm <laughs> we'll find out what the weather update is. Hi, it's uh, swinging in your area. Not a good day for golf, we do have to say, because there is a blanket of... <laughs> That's the other thing about the humans. You have to pay attention. How good of a dad would he be? <laughs> oh, the best. It's so funny. I think he has kids. Oh, guaranteed. You're a actor and you're a fine one. Are you like... at all concerned that you'll never have that opportunity again because people see you playing these roles? Uh... Well, it has concerned me a little bit. <laughs> now time for you to face my database. Here we go. You ready on this? Excuse me. I don't know whether I can do this. Did you? I'll do the best. This reminds me of one of the best right. scenes we're getting near in Naked Gun. Well, it was where Sam. his microphone isn't working. So he uses the... Have you seen... You remember that scene? I'm sure I do. The microphone isn't working. He's being... Well, first off, he starts with this. He gets the, he gets the microphone. He's putting... <laughs> You know, he's like snorting and getting himself ready, and they, it's he's really going undercover. It's, it's going, no, 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 no. It's really sensitive. It's at a press conference. Oh, okay. The Queen's coming, and he says, and he says one of the funniest lines ever. He's just like, uh, the Queen's coming. He's just like, uh, he said, even though the idea of having a Queen might be silly to us, we must be gracious and good hosts. And everybody's like claps, like it's a great thing. And the mayor's like, thank you, Captain Drippin. You know, and then uh, he like goes and he he's drinking all this water during the press conference. And then he goes and he's taking a piss and you hear him pissing and it's like three solid minutes of him pissing and he starts singing and then he farts. <laughs> In it, oh, okay. Uh -oh. We're going to find this naked gun piss scene. 
toilet break radio microphone. Okay. It's a minute. <laughs> this is wonderful. Yes, it is. Was this 1983? Four? Oh, no. It's 90. You said 93 or? 80. No, no, no. It was 90s. The Naked Gun? Yes. I thought it was like in the late 80s. No, it's the early 90s. These movies are so funny, dude. Jim Abrams and uh, it's the Abrams brothers and uh, and Jim Zucker. They're the guys behind Kentucky Fried Movie. That's also a very funny. And movie. Airplane. Airplane's a very funny movie. Sing. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> um, we also would like to <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> One of the best scenes in that is he's gotten in trouble for something. Burning Ludwig's office, which, by the way, played by a superbly cheesy Ricardo Montalban. He's one of the best, right? He he says, uh, she's like, I don't want any more trouble like we had in the park last year. That's my policy. He's like, yeah, when I see 12 lunatic guys and togas stabbing some guy some poor guy to death i shoot him i shoot the bastards that's my policy that was a shakespeare in the park version of julius caesar you moron (laughs) you killed five actors good ones (laughs) i'm texting my brother seeing if he knows anything about what might be wrong with my furnace he'd be the guy to know maybe well he's just one of those guys he knows things well he's an engineer all right But I don't know if he knows anything about HVAC. I don't either. But, you know, watch a YouTube video, get your hands a little dirty, and have oh, some yeah. fun. That's what I just did. I mean, two weeks in a row, I changed the capacitor. Boom. Man. That's not that big of a deal. And then <sighs> change the fan motor, and I don't think that's the problem. I always but tell it does feel warmer in here. It does. It really does. But I always tell people this. I can't drive a nail. But if you need a laborer, you're not going to find a better person. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, there was all this concrete came, 40 fucking bags of it. And all these, all the other guys did was loaded into the fucking wheelbarrow. And I took it down, unloaded it, bring the wheelbarrow by that steep hill down the side of my house. I did all that. I'm 45 fucking years That's old. It's about a 46 degree angle. Yeah. Not 40 steep. Just a little bit. And you have to keep it from rolling out of your control. So that takes, it'd almost be better to walk to bring it down backwards almost but almost. i but i got in a rhythm where i could play with it and there's get also it. doing these types of things you find paths like I, i'm in the woods a lot and i see people whenever we're uh disc golf and i'll see people take a weird path and mm-hmm. the path always goes this way i don't know why they're doing that right and then i watch them fall i'm like well there you go right you guys should follow me i'm a goat i'm a 240 pound goat that day elena fell she was just standing still Remember that? Yeah. Her just feet just went out from underneath her. She was yeah. I got to tell you, man, I've seen a lot of people fall in in the woods in daily life. Yeah. 
People that don't play contact sports don't know how to fall. No, they don't. Even you, some that do. Yeah, you need to learn how to fall. Right. Because you're going to fall in at some time. I see people that fall and they... They're like toddlers. I mean, you got to learn to roll your shoulder, mm-hmm. take, take it on your shoulder. It might hurt your shoulder a little bit, but you don't want to... Unless you know you can get your hands down to right. catch yourself. But... You could break your hand. You could break your arm. Mm-hmm. You got to learn to keep your let your momentum take you. Right, especially if it's not like a downhill thing. Mm-hmm. But like from playing football, baseball, and then training for pro wrestling, I learned how to fall. That you were the stranger. That was the drifter. The drifter. I only had one singles match, and then a, a few. Uh, what do you call it? Battle royals. Right, and I didn't like it. Well. I mean, I liked it, but like, I was like, I'm not carrying these motherfuckers' bags. I'm not doing, I'm not getting razzed and all this shit. I could whoop everybody in this building. I was 18 years old. Yeah, you could have. I was 18 years old. Yeah, you were at the prime of your football days. Yeah. I'm not being a bitch for these guys. So, and and, $5, like the first 10 years you do it, unless you're just amazing, right? you don't get paid. So- Five dollars, you got to help set up the ring, tear down the ring. I don't mind doing that, right? But being treated like a bitch really bothered me. Even <clears throat> like uh, coming up, whenever I was a sophomore and the seniors, they did not fuck with me. Yeah, the not because I was a badass or anything, but because I was just as big and strong as them, and I I was able to do everything they could do. I didn't get much of that either, but I don't think it wasn't. I mean, I was. They verbally would razz me and stuff, which that's fine. Please do that. But, well, I mean, for that physically attacking me was not going to happen. I remember I would, I would do like, I would get picked on some, but then I would do something like, all right, one of the things I did was there was this kid on our football team, Jeremy Phillips. Jeremy Phillips is probably the best football player I've ever seen in my life, natural football player, beast. Um, He's running the ball and just running everybody over. And we're doing the hamburger drill. You know, the hamburger drills should be a two men. Yeah. Two <laughs> men, one back, you know, defense, defense player, you got to tackle him. He's blasting everybody. And I take him down on my own, stand him up, get underneath him, take him down. And I was an underclassman. And it was one of my proudest moments. And I was so, my self-esteem was so low, I didn't know to be good, to be proud of myself. You know what I mean? I thought it was a fluke that something happened. No, it was legit. I mean, I, I was, I was strong even then, you know, so. That's where you, um, the hamburger drills where you lay on your back, right? Mm-hmm. One person has the No, no, no this is just lining up. I don't, there's different versions of it. Like, this is just lining Oklahoma up. Oklahoma drills laying on your back, they blow the whistle right. and you get up. Okay. Right. We did that plenty. That's where, that's where like the older players find out what the younger players are made of. Right. I, I think that's sort of where I proved my medal and they didn't, they didn't feel the need to physically assault me like they would the other guys. Right. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of that anyway. I mean, like we all knew each other mm-hmm. from junior high, but um, what was, what's the, uh, <clears throat> we did a drill where you have two linemen, mm-hmm. offense, defense, and then you have a running back. That's the one we did. Okay. The running back and the running back picks a hole and you got to shed. Right. You got to shed. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a drill for both, for both players right. in the thing. Um, and it improves your tackling. Yeah. And like, I would get to be the running back sometimes. Oh, shit. It was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. We would do backyard football sometimes on uh, on uh, bye weeks. And I would line up at tailback. I knew all the plays. So we could call the plays normal. We'd have our tailback at center. Right. <laughs> and a, 
our normal guard at quarterback handing the ball off to me. So I got, I get to be running back. We would, uh, we would do the fumble ruski sometimes. Yeah. Did that in a game a couple of times. Tip drills. It was legal back then. Yeah. Um, God, football practice could be fun. Like the first month of it sucks shit. Well, it's all conditioning. It's all that conditioning bullshit. You know, nobody liked that. Um, but it's necessary. Oh, that, that's where you find out who's going to. But play. also, it's not enough. I remember after my first game, you know, being gassed. Like after the first first few plays, I was like, fuck, I'm just in bad shape. But it came with time. Like the games, by the, by the end of the season, I could have played two games back to back and not been winded, you know? Yeah, I used to, in a sophomore season, I played Friday nights and then uh, JV was on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. So I would play, I forget how much you were allowed to play and still play JV. Yeah. But I played that amount and then I would play Monday nights on JV and I was fine. It, But you did feel like you were in a car wreck for at least the next day oh, afterwards, sure. but we still had to practice right? Yeah, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday night. In sophomore season, I was basically just subbing in for linemen on the offense or defense. I could play every position on the line. They're all the same. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have a blocking scheme like you hear about now. Right. We had goop, gap on over backside. Yeah. If you're, say you're a the tackle – the right tackle. Um, the first, your first thing that you have to block is your inside gap. Yeah. And if there's nobody in your inside gap, you block the guy on you. Right. Now, if there's a guy on you and a guy on the inside gap, depending on where the ball's going, if, um, if, if the it's ball's, going away from it, it's inside gap, right? If it's going away from you, you can, it also block depends. down. You can, if it's going away from you, you can let the guard get that guy. Yeah. Um, but it also depends on who's in his gap. Mm-hmm. There's it's it's a lot to figure out. Usually, you'll find usually linemen are some of the smarter people. Absolutely, on the teams. we have to be. Like I would help uh, pick up blocking schemes when I was center. Center is the is the dean of the line. Like you yes. have to pick up. You got him. You got him. He's coming. You know stuff like that. Now I, I was smart and all that stuff, but I just didn't know the game as well as I should have. So I don't know. I mean, I. I I would look back on my football days, and I should have trained different. I bench press a lot. Should have ran. Know. Yeah, I should have ran. I just I did a lot of bench pressing, and I was really strong. Like my legs were naturally strong, but if I had squatted and deadlifted like I did in, in my late teens, dude, I'd have been a fucking force to be reckoned with. You know, I still was. I, I played, I played players that were good players, and one of them. It was rough. Like, he played for Fayetteville. He was a great football player. I've talked to him since. I was just like, that's the worst night of my fucking life. That guy was so fast and so strong at the same time. I was stronger, but his quickness trumped all of it. I still remember people's names that I had to block from other people. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was a battle, me and a guy named Charlie Alderman. He was the he was Richwood's fullback, mm-hmm. which they used their fullback a lot. Yeah. And he was on defense. He was their end, and I was playing the right tackle. Yeah. So me and him, all game long, were beating the fuck out of each other. Yeah, and I still remember his name to this very day, because you ever talk? Did you ever talk to him after? Never seen him again. No, I just remember his name, Charlie Alderman. He would, he he was big on the club, mm-hmm. the club move, and didn't try to swim over. Um, was he a big guy? He was about my size really their fullback shit for richwood <laughs> god damn that's yeah. a beast they were a small school they beat us too richwood beat you guys yeah really 
Yeah, they that, must have been good that, that year. season. They were pretty good that year. Yeah. We were not. Richwood have ha- has had teams every now and then that, that will step up and be great, but football teams, you know, but they have to completely rebuild. They don't get to reload. So we were, we always, I think now we're good. Mm-hmm. I have no idea, but I think we've been to the playoffs at least the last few years. Um, but, uh, we had one player that moved away, Kipper, Kipper Melman. He moved, he moved away whenever we got to high school and he was punt returner, kick returner. He's uh, that kid. He was quarterback. Yeah. And we ran a uh, wishbone type offense and we had decent running backs, decent mm-hmm. fullbacks, tight ends that could get in the way and block uh, receivers that could run the place in and out. Cause that's all they did. And they would block if something happened downfield. Yeah. But once Kipper left, it was tough to find somebody to be him. Right. Because he was fast, he was smart, he could do everything. And we did okay junior year, senior year, we were like two and eight. Mm. That sucked. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the better years I played. <laughs> oh and ten, one and nine, two and eight, three and seven. I should have played for Golly Bridge. It was fifteen minutes down the road. You'd have been a stud house. for Golly Bridge. Yeah, but I would have had to set out a year. Because mm. I live in, I live on the corner of three counties. Right. I yeah, live at the sucks. time I lived on the corner of three counties. I could have went and played at Clay too. Right. But didn't want to set out a year. Clay would have been a good school to play with. Yeah. Those guys we we always played them in the gridorama, never in the season. We played They so were always so tough. Who was we Clay. We would yeah, beat yeah. them. Clay was and we yeah. would beat them ha- handily, but they would not fucking give up dude that school has been a great school for athletics for everything for fucking decades i mean and they haven't changed like i wanted to go watch them play this year and i didn't because i just you know you get older you just want to go home so goddamn right so you know but i i I tried to get you to go i think that next year maybe we should try to go i'd like to go to a nicholas county game yeah i mean whatever we can go i don't want to go to riverside no offense to the kids down there it's a triple a school i have no interest um, I know Summersville's a triple-A school technically, or they're double now. I think. I think they dropped a double. But they're a big double, so that might not be. And don't you dare call them Summersville. They're the Nicholas County High School. <laughs> they're still they're still in, they're still in port- are you uh they're still in portable buildings from a fucking flood. Are you seven Jackson years Waxen ago. Flaxen? <laughs> <laughs> the That's what the uh Miami Miami University. That's what Richwood <laughs> always called us was Summersville. Summersville. Now the junior high was Summersville, mm. but Richwood would would always it was always Spirit Week when we played Richwood, and their son said beat Summersville. Yeah, and our sons would be like, "We got the dam." Yeah, <laughs> we right. got McDonald's. Right, we had businesses. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that's really fucked up. <laughs> I I was a writer for the school newspaper my senior year, and I wrote like a top ten list of the things to do in Richwood. Oh God, and uh. Recently, a bunch of kids had been street racing in Richwood. Find a street to race on there, right? But they were, and like there was a horrible crash, and a bunch of people died, and that was like my number one thing in the top ten list. And it snuck by; nobody edited it. That's just awful. I know I'm terrible. I've always been like this. (laughs) Just that fucking gallows humor. (laughs) Um, I love Richwood now. I go up there. I do too. You know, I I have things to love in Richwood. Like I spent, few people I love spent lots of time there whenever I was doing utility locating after the flood and they were rebuilding from it. That's how long ago mm. the flood was in 2015 and they're still rebuilding after that flood mm. and Nicholas County still doesn't have a school. They're still in um, 
portable units. Nichols County is? Nichols County is still in the portable Damn. units. They built the high school on a swamp, and then they built the junior high directly behind it on another swamp. The same swamp. They, I'm assuming they drained it first? I guess. It was just, it was old cow pasture. And now they're going to build this brand new state-of-the-art school that everybody's pissed off about. And uh, they're going to close Richwood, right? No. I think Richwood's staying open. But it good. Okay. The new the new school is about halfway between Summersville and Richwood, though, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because all the townie kids are going to have to be now the kids in Craigsville are townies, right? Which is kind of weird. <laughs> I, I I wish see the 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 problem was with co- consolidating Gully and Valley, and, and had had you done that early on, in both those schools' existence, they would have been unbeatable. They were fucking rough. Both those schools were at their height. They would be undefeated between them. You know what I mean? It would come down to who was going to win. And they were beating, knocking off teams like East Bank, people like that. So, um, but the, the Golly people's complaint always was, well, you're just going to make us Valley kids and we have this giant, you know, rivalry. That's not fair, right? There's not enough kids, you know, there's there's too many kids anyway. Why don't you just build a new high school and we can call it like a UKV high school or something like that, Upper Canal Valley High School. Yeah. It would have been awesome, you know, and you, you need to create a new thing to get spirit behind it. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, they need to do a Fed County high school and, you know, they just won't do that. Yeah. We don't have a high school on this side of the county. So everybody's got to go to either got to go up 61 to Oak Hill. I mean, they even closed Fayetteville down, which I didn't think would ever happen. You, um, either got to go to Oak Hill up sixty one, mm-hmm. which is a treacherous road. I don't know how long in the summer, in the it's winter, always it's fucking bad. suicide. Like it's a road that big big trucks, like big rigs, tractor trailers, cannot go over. Right? They try to anyway. Oh, they do, and yeah. it's a dumb idea. Yeah, it really. <laughs> is. Or you have to go to Riverside, which is a shorter distance, but it's in a different county. Right? People you don't know. It's Meadow Bridge is still fucking open. Meadow Bridge is still open. Meadow Bridge is just the one. It's the one school in Fayette County that's near Summers County, and they so. Oh yeah, it's all the way down there. Yeah, and the top floor, and, and me and uh, an old coach of mine, Coach Dean, who's you know technically family now, I guess. Um, he, we were talking about it, and the f- upper floor of the school was condemned, but yet the lower floors were not. He's like, "How does that work?" I was like, "I don't think it does, Coach." He's like, "I don't think it does either." So, <laughs> trail and, trail's still open. Yeah, so, I, I'm glad trail's open. So I guess the Fayetteville kids could go to trail. I mean, yeah. it's six one way, half dozen the other mm-hmm. go to kill. I don't know how they decide that. Yeah, who goes where? Is Mount Hope still open? No, Mount Hope folded, went to kill. I've last time I was up there, whenever I was doing utility locating again, that's how I've seen most of the state mm-hmm. is from doing that. Yeah, they had a nice football stadium. Oh, for, that's where the only nice thing in the town. Yeah, I mean, at that point, now it's nice. Like they've they've gotten some of the boom that's hitting Fayetteville. You know, it's trickled down to Mount Hope. They got coffee shops, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, and I, but I always did say we always fuck with kids with Mount Hope. I work with a kid at Mount Hope. I love him. He's my friend Emmett. I was just like, what Man. a great name for a guy from West Virginia, Emmett. Emmett. Yeah, Emmett. Uh, Emmett Jones. And he's there's a player on the basketball team, Emmett mm-hmm. uh, Matthews. Yeah, Emmett Matthews. Is it Emmett Matthews? I don't know. It but he's, he was a good football player in high school. He played at Mount Hope. I mean, his dad I played against was one of the fucking best football players I ever saw. Um, and uh, I used to fuck with him. I was just like, man, the, the only thing they spent any money in that town on was the fucking football field. It's at Mount a nice Hope. looking. And, looks like and the kids played that way. Like Mount Hope was fucking we played tough. Them. They played hard. Yeah. You beat them, though. Yeah, we beat them usually. Bad? Uh, I don't think it was 
It wasn't a drubbing. Like, right. They weren't embarrassed or anything. You knew you were in a fight when you fucking played. Oh, they it hit. was just like Clay County. Like you were. They're a physical football team. You were bruised and battered mm-hmm. the next day. Right. I remember any after any game in junior high, I would wear these pads on my forearms. Yeah. Because I was a fucking pussy. Like <laughs> that's not being a pussy. That's I know, a, you know. But like uh, the pads that go up your forearms, and they you got pads right here. I'm mm-hmm. a lineman. I'm going to be doing this a lot, so I would wear those. And in high school, I was like the. Because I was playing defense a lot, mm-hmm. kind of messes with your grip. So I would, right. just, I would start wearing receivers gloves. I would tape up my hands like a fighter, put receivers gloves over. Nice. I looked fucking cool. That's really <laughs> all that mattered. Yeah, I had a neck roll. I always wanted a neck roll. Neck roll. Yeah, fucking love because it made you, you know, it make I mean, a small guy look formidable. It. Uh, I mean, it probably kept my my neck never hurts now, so it might have kept my neck in place. And I have kind of a long neck for for a big fella. Right. So I, I like the neck roll. I wanted to get a cowboy collar, but I just I, I didn't see because there was there was too much room between right. your helmet and the cowboy collar. Right. The neck roll was right up against the right up against it. Mm-hmm. So I had maybe an inch where I could. Although now that I'm thinking about it, the neck roll, might have forced me to keep my head down more than I should have. Yeah, when you come in with tackling like this, you get a broken neck. Yeah, or even like this, you get. A, I mean, it's kind of like you have to be kind of neutral. Thought I know? broke her one time <laughs> in junior high, um, on a kickoff, the most dangerous play in sports. Mm-hmm. I went to tackle somebody and a whole bunch of people. You know how they pile up. And, oh yeah. Uh, the guy was still up, and I dove in to get the tackle, and I guess I got crowned. Might have been a knee come up mm-hmm. and hit me or something, and I went numb. And I was, oh, shit. And I was like, ah! Got a stinger. And, it, like, we had this one kid that was so afraid of somebody getting hurt. He was like, coach, 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 <laughs> waving his hands. And then, like, three seconds later, I was like, okay, everything's, I'm, I'm okay. Right. I'm okay. Some of the worst hits I've ever taken were from, on kickoffs or punts. Oh, yeah, they were. Like, whenever, field, like, they would reverse the field, and, oh, and you just turn around, and crack back. there's a 280-pound dude right there, and right. he just, just fucking leveled me. Don't even feel it. That was such a good hit. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, when you hit a, hit a baseball, you get a good rip on a baseball, and you don't feel it in your hands right. through the bat. That's what it felt like. Like we hit each hit each other so hard, and he had such momentum coming into me, I didn't feel it. I hit the ground, and I popped right back up. I was like, "Fucking good hit, dude! Yeah. <laughs> you fucking nailed me." <laughs> I got hit like at uh, playing backyard football. Like, uh, oh Jesus! Yeah, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Chris Griffith, Boondog. He, everybody talks about that hit to this day. They said we well, thought he killed you. Boondog was big; he's over three hundred pounds. A guy named Boondog has to be big. Well, and he knew like he didn't play football. He had it at one point, but he was a good athlete. He's just like his brother Griff who passed away. He was a friend. Don't you hate the people that were good athletes that didn't play any sports? Yes, yeah, I mean, I was just like, dude, you have great instincts. You know how to play. He just didn't have any interest. So, I get it. But he fucking he knew how to catch me. Like, and he just laid all his weight on me and caught me right here. And, whew, I mean, I just fucking leveled me. I popped right back up. Didn't show anybody. I was like, uh, walking back to the huddle, you're like this. You know, it's like that hurt. You know, um, yeah, that was that's a that's a fond memory though. I mean, we used to love playing backyard football. I just, you know, wish things had been different. Yeah, I'm texting my brother right now again. I'm sorry if I seem like I'm no, not you're paying fine. attention. Go ahead. Uh, it runs a few minutes and kicks off, then does it over and over. I'll text him after I'm done. I'm trying to figure out the way to say the thing that I'm trying to say. Anyway, um, 
How was uh, your week? It was good. Like, started boxing. Hell yeah. You went up to with John to yes. the gym. And then John trained me some himself. And John's a great coach. Like, he's... We're going to get it in again Monday. I'm going to go up there. Um, but there's this guy at work, this guy, Lucas, who's awesome. Like, he's... You know, you know when you meet a genuinely tough guy because they seem gentle, but you just know he's got it in him to just fuck somebody up. But he's not that way. If you're not a tough guy, you throw your weight around, and try to act tough. He never does, but people don't want to fuck with him. And I didn't know. I, I kind of knew he was, but it was confirmed when my friend Tim told me. He's like, "You don't want to mess with that dude. He can, you know, he can throw." I was like, "I bet he, I bet he can." So I was going to ask. I was asking. I was just like, you know, I'm trying to learn, and you know, it's a little bit different because that's a jujitsu gym, and they only do it one time a week. And John, he's he's involved a lot. So I'm trying to teach him powerlifting to help his jujitsu, which it really would. And, you know, he's tr- going to teach me boxing and stuff like that. I don't want to learn new jujitsu. I want to learn one discipline. And boxing was what I always wanted to do. So that's what I'm going to do. It's a sweet science. And I've been training like I know, you know, and I had some natural ability. I can throw a really hard hook. Like left hook is fucking, if I catch you with it, man, that's my, that's my shot. If I can catch you with that, your ass has had it. But, um. You know, I, I was learning, and actually, I was learning intermediate stuff. I wasn't learning beginner stuff. Like I know when you're, you know, I know to stay in the box, keep your chin tucked, and I know to throw the punch and turn my punch over, and it's on a rubber band. So it's one, two, three, four. You know, and I know to do that, and I know how to slip. I'm, I'm learning this one where you lean back and you, you know, just parry. Yeah, just the parry. I'm learning how to do that. Um, I think had I been got. I've said this before, but I do think there's some validity to it. I think had I started really young, I would have been a really a, a pretty good boxer. You know, there's just not like now. There's those things around here. I guess the Davenport's had a boxing. He did, and family. for years, but I never like I had a chance when I was really young. But we've discussed when I was really young. I just I didn't want to leave the house. I was so full of fear all the time because of things. You know, so um, we got taught in the backyard. I w- yeah yeah. One, I wish one yeah. Christmas, Dad bought us three sets of boxing gloves. How big? Um, Fourteen ounce, or they were probably sixteen. Yeah, for because they're sparring gloves, and a thing that had like a punching bag on it that you stand on. Yeah, and you punch it, and it comes back. It wobbles at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, almost like a weeble wobble. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he had us training on that, and then anytime there was any kind of dispute, not only between us, but between any of the kids in the neighborhood, and it was going to come to blows. No, nope. put the gloves on. We put the gloves on. We went in the backyard. And we would box. And dad taught us all basic one-two boxing shit. Just, one, two, three, four hooks, both yeah. hooks. Yeah. He, he just taught us how to, you know, defend mm-hmm. yourself a little bit. Right. Not like, um, not like fucking Mick was teaching us. Right, right. But dad boxed in the Navy. and Was he, he good? Uh, I have no idea. You never, I mean, he never mentioned. He or? didn't talk much about his violent days. He He had a scar that went from his... Right under his I remember. nose, all the way down to about right here, mm-hmm. to just under his neck. And I, I've asked multiple people how he got that, and they were like, oh, he never told you? And he wouldn't tell me. And they're like, well, I'm not going to tell you either. No clue. Really? No clue. Still to this day. Had to be a knife. I would think. I would think, too. Yeah. Or, no, or a bottle. Something like that. Nobody ever a- told me. Drinker in his day, or uh, pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to ask, you know. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure he had some fun. Um, but yeah, he would te- just teach us the basics: boxing, mm-hmm. move your fucking head. Right, you have a big head; it's easy to hit. Right, he's like you. You have one of the most hittable heads I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you need to move that thing around. Right, and you know, just one, two, three, four. Keep your fucking hands up. Keep your chin tucked. Right. 
just the bare minimum basics. And I've only had to use it a few times, thank God. And it worked. It works. Yeah. Boxing works. I've noticed that jujitsu yeah. works too, though. Yes, it does. But I just, I, I like boxing and I wanted to, so this is what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I want to focus on one thing because I'm good at, once I zero in on, you know this, once I zero in on something, mm-hmm. it's getting done. So if I focus on that and then I get good enough, I mean, I'm, but I'm old now. So it's going to take me a few years to get good at boxing. Would you get in a rough and rowdy? Would you think about doing that? <laughs> Maybe. That's, that's possible. If you get, if you get your skills down sure i mean master's division or rough and just what you know there's three one minute rounds yeah you could be on uh they do pay-per-view you could be on pay-per-view i could be your corner man sure john could be your corner man right he would be the corner i would just be the guy taking your mouthpiece out and spraying water no but i mean yeah i'd trust your judgment too like john what's great about john john is a lot of misdirection he's like I got to tell you, man, we were training and I never thought John was a pushover or anything. Never. You know, I knew he was tough, but I figured out how tough he actually is. John is no chump. John is legit. You know, he, he knows how to, his kicks are really dangerous. Like he can throw one on you before you even know it's coming. And, um, and his punches are good too. You know, he's got that, that reverse Taekwondo punch, you know, all that good stuff. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I was really, and I was impressed with the gym. Like, they have the guy who taught the striking class was really cool. And I, I'm going back up on Monday because he, he's like, I hope you come back, man. I really like you. And that's one of the reasons I want to go back to. It's expensive. Uh, it's about hundred dollars a month for unlimited access, but I'm going to give them $12 a shot. Cause it's going to be like once a week. Maybe that's twice. not bad. No hundred dollars a month. Like to go in anytime you want, be a part of any of the classes you want. Right. That's good. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, I, it's far for me to go there. Five minutes. Yeah. But Butch Howells is five minutes from where I work. Oh, so if I want to if I want to learn something, I could go there. I was thinking about Butch Howells maybe for boxing because he he they actually do all of he it, teaches yeah. boxing, so I could go down there and learn. You know, just get the basics. He's a real nice guy. I've met him before. I've met Butch. Um, he's years he's good and years friends ago. with uh, Moose. Yeah, I'm, yeah. He came over to my brother Ben had a party over in his apartment one night. He came over and he's just you could tell he's a tough guy again because that that gentle side. You know those guys. I'm confident in my strength and things like that. Like I can, I know I deal with most people, um, but they're a different kind of person because they know they can deal with everybody. Like anybody comes down the pipe, they can probably deal with them. So therefore they're more relaxed in a, in a social situation. They're so relaxed. I want that. I mean, I get very tense in social situations. Always have. If I have that on my side and I know I can, you know, huck a coup a, a few good punches as opposed to one, you know, or two. If I catch you with a left hook body shot, that's going to fucking hurt too. Because I was hitting that heavy back and boom, boom, just fucking knocking the shit out of it, you know. And um, and even the guy who taught the class was pretty, he was not super impressed, but impressed enough. He's like, hey, you got some natural ability. You know, you should come back and, you know, well, I didn't the, wow anybody, let's put it that way, but well, I didn't yeah, shame, I mean, like, but I didn't you didn't shame, shame yourself. Yeah. Right. Um, one thing people don't know, almost about every sport, Including disc golf, including baseball, basketball, football, uh, fighting. It's all in your legs and hips. Right. Everything is in your legs Absolutely. and hips. You got to rotate to throw that punch. You know, that's what Lucas was telling me. He's like, he's like, I'd have you starting with one punch. Just keep was throwing. It, uh, Lucas with the lid off. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just like, you know, and my, but my problem is, and this is something that I, it's the first time in my life I ever wish I was smaller. Because the guy teaching the class was like, you're so big up here that it's, you know, you're top heavy and your back's so big 
from, you know, my, I do have a huge back and it's like mm-hmm. hard to keep my arms in. I'm like, this is the way I walk, you know? And it's like, for the first time, I was like, man, I wish I was a smaller target. So I would, you know, a bit more natural at it. Um, and, but he said, but we can overcome that. And, you know, he's like, I mean, I just was getting the, you know, throw your elbow up. He's just like, just like this. He's like, it's not like this. He's like, you know, and I, I really, and then I was having a trouble with the squashing the bug and rolling out, you know, when you're like, okay. He's standing up. He's taking his headphones off. Like for me, where I'm heavier person, you know, lift like this, and it's one, two, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Squash the bug and roll out. Yeah. I'm in trouble with that. I practice it until I got, I'm not great at it, but it's good enough that you can know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm getting underneath the foot, like, bang, you know, hit them with a hook. So, Mm -hmm. um, and he just did, um, there's another. You sort you sort of sway, you sort of sort right. of swaying away from it, yeah. right? And there's also, um, I wish I could get somebody to teach me peekaboo. That's what Mike Tyson fought. It's gonna be tough. Well, because nobody else fights like that, right? But where he was shorter and bigger, like me, I think it would suit my build. You, you guys know? are about the same height, so right? I'm I'm much larger than him, you know, like heavier, but. Um, he probably only goes about 200 pounds, maybe. Uh, I think the heaviest he ever was in his prime was 215. Right. So I'm like, you know, 40, sometimes 50 pounds heavier, you know. Um, See if there's a good video on the fight tactics. Teddy Atlas demonstrates the peekaboo boxing style of Mike Tyson and Customato. I should just get on YouTube and start doing that. Yeah, emulating what I see. That's how a lot of people are learning basic jujitsu, right? Um, all this stuff. The style that, of course, Mike Tyson made famous. That Customato was the engineer, of, the founder. You know, Customato hypnotized Mike Tyson. Really? There is only the task. You do not exist. There is only the task. That's crazy. That's Zen shit right there. Man, look at that. It's all in the hips. Where the laboratory came from. Uh, and you, you never knew which side he was going to come from. Right. And then he, the good thing about that fighting is you can see, like when he throws an uppercut, his uppercut is fucking just, well, this is an older fighter right here. Yeah, that looks like Rocky Marciano. But his his hooks, I remember that, that fight when he fought Mitch Green. Man, Mitch Green was, Mitch a, Blood le- Green. was a legitimately tough guy. Tyson beat the fuck out of him. But Mike Tyson wasn't fighting pushovers. No, he wasn't. First of all, Costamato, my mentor, uh, great manager, great trainer. He came up with the idea. He had told me this is a long video. Yeah, let's but you mean send it to you? Yeah, please. I mean, basically, all you gotta do is search uh, Peekaboo. But I will send it to you. I I want to do something else besides disc golf. Well, although I did have a good day on the course today. That's awesome. I mean, that's that's the best feeling. I had a fairly good workout yesterday, but it's one of those where I didn't want to be there, and I made myself do it. Um, my bench is still – I'm having trouble with it because, I, like, I tore my rotator cuff. See that? I've been in this game, son. I've been a Superman that's fan. That's fucking awesome. We, we, we got to discuss that. Yeah. Because I have to defend James Gunn. I really do. Well, I the Rock is talking shit. Uh, dude, uh, yeah. I have to pee, Yeah, and then we'll come back, and we will talk all about that. Yeah. All right, we're back. Um, 
What were we saying before we got into Superman shit? We were talking about peekaboo fighting. Peekaboo fighting. Mm-hmm. You want to continue that, or would you like to? No, what's this is because this is going to take a minute. And should we put this under favorite things, or what heading should this be under? Should this be a discussion talk? Discussion talk because it's not necessarily a favorite thing. Superman is a favorite thing. Superman is a favorite thing. Henry Cavill is a favorite thing. Love Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, class act, dude. He wants these things to be good. Right. He's left The Witcher. Not because he was going to do Superman. He left The Witcher because they were fucking with it. They were ignoring the source material. Right. They were ignoring the source material that he's loved since he was a kid. Right. The books, the video games, all that stuff. They're ignoring it. They're taking it in this bullshit woke direction, I guess. And is that what it is? It's I think so. Yeah. And it's not that he's against all the woke stuff. It's that he's against ignoring the source material. Right. Yeah. I guess. And then <clears throat> um he comes back to to Superman. He's and he in gets one cameo, one cameo in Black Adam. Yeah, and he's and he's in color this time, right? And he's got the fucking spit curl, and nobody's ever looked as good as Superman. No, not even Christopher Reeve, and that's saying something. Um, okay, let's let's get into. I, it. I watched Black Adam last night. What do you think? It's a good fucking movie. Okay, I'll but there's some things that bother me. Okay. Um, it nothing to do with story or anything. I mean, the story's dumb as shit, but I think that's sure supposed it to be right. It was just a fun. Black Adam's movie. origin is not is not. It's not the best. In the comics, it's not the best. Yeah, it's just uh, in this movie, uh, they're they're Egyptian. It they're not Egyptian in this. They're it's like somewhere in that area, but it's a made up country. Okay. Um, there's five thousand years ago. They're slaves. They're mining eternium. And somebody finds a turnium and he's trying to steal it. And they, the slavers see him try to steal it and get away and they kill him and they throw him over the thing. No, he's supposed to get a reward. He brings it to them mm-hmm. and like, where's my reward? And they're like, you want your reward? And he swords him and throws him over. And there's a little boy that uh, witnesses it. It was like his uncle or something. Mm-hmm. that got killed and thrown over. He grabs it and, Goes, he grabs the attorney from the guard and runs away, and then he stands underneath the thing with the attorney, and everybody starts making the diamond cutter sign, and it's a whole thing. <laughs> and then Diamond Dallas Page walks out. And he was the he was the champion for that country. Mm-hmm. And they, they the slavers cap, catch him, and they're going to kill him in front of everybody to let him know you don't fucking do this. And right. as they're getting ready to kill him, he disappears. He goes down to where the wizards are. You're, was Jimon Hanzu in it? I don't know who that is. He's the black dude. The yes, okay. He was in Shazam. Yes, yeah. He's the the wizards. They you're worthy to be their champion. Blah blah blah. They make him the champion, and he goes and defeats. No, he uh, helps free them, and then mm. they forged the crown out of this Eternium, and um, the the kid's dad, who has become the champion, he's big now. He's not just a kid because mm-hmm. he's Shazammed himself. Yeah. Um. Um. He's weak and he's tired, and that's that's the Rock. And the kid grabs him. You won't be weak anymore. And they both say Shazam at the same time. And he passes his powers to Teth Adam. So he's got to give him twice the power or something. No, that kid doesn't have his powers anymore. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then the slavers come in and kill him. And that makes black Adam go off. Right. And then he kills everybody. And then the friend and foe alike. Yes. Uh, he goes in and kills the, uh, the guy, the King who has the crown of Eternium. Um, Every time you say that, I think of He-Man. 
Yep. Attorney. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he goes in to kill the king and then causes a big explosion and the wizards decide he's not worthy and they keep him in a, in a prison and that's the whole thing. So the kid that the person that initially got the powers, that's kind of the, the swerve in the movie yeah. is not Black Adam. Okay. He passes powers on. Didn't know it could work that way, but it did. It's a fun, retarded movie. But uh, when he comes back, whenever they wake him up because they're getting the crown, it's so retarded. But it was fun. Um, he's laying in a bed of this kid, and the kid walks in and touches him, and he wakes up and he shoots lightning out of his hands, and it it burns the face off a Superman poster. I'm like that's the first one. That's the first slight to Superman. Right. And are you saying this stacked up and pissed you off? Yes. He's not fucking, he's not as powerful as Superman. No, I don't give a fuck. And then like they're saying, they're telling black Adam, we need help. Uh, you're more powerful than Superman, Batman, wonder woman all put together. And no, he's not. No. And there's like all these things happen where like Superman memorabilia is getting ruined because of black Adam. I'm like, okay, we fucking get it. We get it. You think you're better than Superman. You think you actually are this guy. Yeah. The Rock actually thinks he's this guy. <laughs> yeah. There's so many little slights to Superman. It fucking sucks. But the movie itself is fun and dumb. Well, that's the reason it pissed The Rock off. Because James Gunn, priority one for the DC Universe is unfucking Superman. You must unfuck Superman. Yes. Superman cannot be fucked. Right. So he's doing that. And he's taking it back and he's going to reload everything. And like I said, the thing he's building to is kingdom come. There's no way it isn't. So I think that he might've talked to Henry Cavill and laid it out. and like, look, here's what's going to happen. We got to do this. We're going to reload it, do all this. But when kingdom come Superman is going to be a few years down the road, you're going to be a little bit older, you know, pick up a little bit more size. You'll look like kingdom, kingdom come Superman. Then we're going to bring you back. That would be awesome. I hope. I, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I do hope that's what's going to happen. Um, I think that he would have told him, look, we can't keep you on contract this long because we have directions we're going to go. We have to tear everything down to build everything back up. He's like, well, basically like they did with the Suicide Squad. He literally killed off the first movie in the first part of the movie to redo the movie. Mm-hmm. He's like, this sucked. I'm going to fix it. And that's what he's doing. Everybody, they're they're willing to fucking destroy guardians of the galaxy three to spite james gunn there's always already this thing started boycott guardians of the galaxy three fuck you the guy has a job to do he needs to consider the whole gal gadot's gotta go i'm sorry she's not good. i think they're all gone they've already canceled one woman three yeah absolutely patty jenkins is pissed off talked a bunch of shit she's a good director too but that's second, uh, that, that second, second one's garbage it's dog shit everybody can direct i mean fucking scorsese's directed a bad movie you know it's never it's not happened a lot but it has that shutter island it's not good shutter um, island is not good but it's well directed it is but it's just not a good movie um i'm trying to think of the one about the priests and stuff that one wasn't very good but it, it wasn't for me i mean that was priests. for like religious people it was the one with adam driver I forget what it's called. i don't i don't remember that one i'm gonna have to look that up um you know and james gunn what like i said I know it broke his heart to talk to Henry Cavill. And I know they had a, I, I can just tell they had a real heart to heart because Henry Cavill was so genteel about it. And so, you know, I won't say soft, but very gentleman. Like, and he said, James Gunn is trying to, I know he was trying to tell people like, Hey guys, 
I'm not a victim of of James Gunn. What happened is I'm a victim of them not of not unfucking the DC universe. They've made so many shitty movies. They've fucked. They've screwed it so bad that it has to be rebuilt. And James Gunn is the guy to do it. So I can't wait to see what they're going to do with Superman. You know, it's going to be we're going to get a really great fucking Superman movie. The first really great one. Sorry, Man of Steel. I know we've had this discussion. I like it. It is not what it should have been. And um. Silence is the name of the one about. I don't even I haven't even heard of that movie. Um, probably for good reason. But anyway, um, but The Rock is talking shit, and you know, and I know what he was trying to do, and I know James Gunn put a put a fucking halt on it, it by what you just said. I know what he's trying to do. They're trying to tear down Superman to make Black Adam the new Superman, and that's just not going to happen. No, it isn't. Not Superman under is fucking watch. Superman. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what else happens. Superman is the most powerful character in the DC universe. It has to be that way. It's like Cap. Cap has to be Cap. That's just the way it fucking is. You cannot replace him. And he has to be Cap. I mean, he has to be Steve Rogers. He has to be that guy. That's just the way it works. So, you know, you can tweak other things, do other things, but those iconic rock bottom, <laughs> rock bottom with the rock, bedrock characters have to be what they are. And that's going to have to be, it's got to be Kal-El. It's got to be Superman. You know, he's got, and he's got to be, you know, he, he, he's such an inspiration and, and, but also so divisive at the same time, you know, in the DC universe, because he is so powerful and it's like, he creates a lot of challenge, a lot of envy and stuff like that. But that's the, 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 how the character's designed. Lex Luthor is meant to envy him, you know, all these things. And he's meant to be this, fucking cosmic Moses who's, you know, sent to, and, and raises Kansas farm boy and been, you know, that's what he is. And I, I just, th- I think that James Gunn is really going to make, I, I'm he, you know, he produced Brightburn. Yeah. And Brightburn had brilliant moments. That's what you're going to I think get. That was an overall awesome movie. Exactly. That's what you're going to get. Cause he's going to direct it. His brother directed Brightburn, didn't he? I think so. Um, and um, IMDb heavy today, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, remember what I was talking about? Th- this is what I'm talking about: the little things about being superhuman, like again, the crab boat, little things like that. James Gunn will not make mistakes. Uh, it was written by Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. Are they his brothers? I think so. Yeah, David Yarovsky directed Brightburn. I mean, it had man tremendous moments, and it was you know. But now imagine that only it's a good Superman. In okay, there are moments in the original Superman movie that they needed to try to not duplicate, but at least evoke. And one of those things was when Superman is just standing in that corn in that wheat field, and the sun's coming up, and he's talking to his mother, and it's after his dad had died, and. She comes to him and said, where are you going to, he's like, I got to go. And she's like, I know. And he's like, where are you going to, and she's like, where are you going to go? He's like, North. I don't know why, but that's where I'm going. It's calling me. And as I've said before, Glenn Ford is the all time best Jonathan Kent. And he had 10 minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to punch up that scene to, to let you. So I, I'm wondering, I know James Gunn is the head of it, but I'm wondering if he's going to employ his brothers to write, to help write the Superman stuff because they did do a good job with evil Superman and Brightburn. That's all that movie is. Right. Exactly. Um, Glenn Ford, Superman movie, death of Jonathan Kent. This is the scene. It's a little bit long, but we have to, and I don't have the, maybe you should punch it up 
Just type in Jonathan Kent Superman, and it's uh, just a gen- death of Jonathan Kent. It's three minutes long, and it is some of the best acting you'll ever see because it establishes the character. All right, when you're writing characters, the most important thing is not necessarily well yeah defining and establishing and you can do that so quickly here we go you can do all these amazing things and sometimes you think that you will just go look how that shot look how beautiful that is yeah, yeah that's right. i mean every time i get the football i can make a touchdown <laughs> that's for sure every time yeah i mean is it showing off and somebody's doing the things he's capable of doing is, no. is a bird showing off when it flies no no now you listen to me when you first came to us we thought that people would come and take you away because when they found out, you know, the things you could do, it worried us a lot. But then a man gets older and he thinks very differently and things, become things get very clear. And there's one thing I do know, son, and that is you are here for a reason. I don't know whose reason, whatever the reason is, you know, maybe it's because... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's... Uh, that was ad-libbed. That was good. But yes, I do know that was ad-libbed. It's not to score touchdowns. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. Now watch this. This is so powerful. It's yeah. a little bit of acting. You will. Come on. Come on, Pop. Brent, come on. Come on. Move, move. Yeah, go, go, go. Come on, Brent. Oh. Hey, Baron. Oh. Oh. God damn it. Watch. Watch his face. Dude. You see what I'm talking about? How fucking epic was that? Here's the thing. They're not um, origin story. It's not going to be an origin story. It's no. just going to be when he's younger. Right. I want a Superman who's at the height of his powers. I know they're going to get there. Um, He kind of was in justice league like the way he dealt with steppenwolf so easily but i want a superman movie where without all the other shit you need that you need a christopher reeve superman movie you need to you need something almost absurd call it superman and shut the fuck up make us just make a superman movie give me give us a fun inspiring movie right that even it doesn't even have to be like the end of the world is is coming or whatever. Um, <clears throat> what you have to do is, and almost what they did do with Man of Steel, they went too heavy. They went too heavy at first. Zod is not the enemy to start things with. You you started things off so massive, right? And then he they destroyed half of Metropolis. That's just dumb. And they had that world engine that was destroying all that shit. This is catastrophic. This is something to happen in a later movie. Yeah. You need to establish. He's not ready yet. Exactly. You need to establish Superman as, and this is exactly what he's doing. I think I know how James Gunn thinks because I've been predicting some of the things he's doing. He's starting him at, as he said, as a cub reporter for the Daily Bugle. Or not the Daily Bugle. The Planet. The Daily Planet. Daily Bugle is Spider-Man. You know, mix those up. Um, Imagine J. Jonah Jameson being Clark Kent's boss. Oh, fuck, dude. Kent! (laughs) You're fired! You're unfired. Now, he's the J, fucking J.K. Simmons in the Spider-Man movies is fucking great. Love him. That horrible flat top. Parker, you're fired. <laughs> he's just, um, and he's going to be like discovering all these characters and finding himself in all these things. You need to have these moments. You need a goofy Clark Kent. You need, 
you need those Christopher Reeve moments. You have to you have to evoke some Christopher Reeve. Did you see the picture that I sent of Christopher Reeve's thirty yeah. year old son? Yeah. If he's an actor and if he's in good shape, yeah. Why not do it? Exactly. Why not do it? I know, man. But here's what the, here's what would be neat. Something a really neat thing to do. When you when you do the Superman movie, cast as many ex Superman as you can in different roles. Tom Welling should be in there. Oh yeah, Tyler Hecklin should be in there. He's a uh, decent Superman. He really I've is. A couple he really is a decent show. Superman. He's got the look. I mean, he yeah. really does. I mean, he he had the look in um, Everybody Wants Some. Like he was that fucking power hitter, baseball player, and just had the look. You know that look in his eyes. Um, he's a little bit. His warmth isn't. He's what, a little bit so, wooden. Well, he's a little cold. He's. Yeah. A, I wouldn't say wooden. He's a good actor. I would say he's a little cold. Christopher Reeve had that warmth, you know that that he's he's got all this power, and as much as I like Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill didn't quite get there with the warmth. They didn't give it to him. Either. Exactly. That's not his fault. Henry Cavill is not a victim of Henry Cavill's acting. Henry Cavill's acting is great. His presence is great. He's a his victim of time. Great. He's a victim of inept direction and production, and no fucking vision. That's what he's a victim of, and he knows that. That's why I think that he's he's okay with it because he knows that James Gunn James Gunn knows how much of a nerd he is. James Gunn's a huge nerd himself. I know they sat down in this room. He's like, "Look, I'm gonna have to let you go, but I I want to show you this, and this is where it's going, and maybe we can do something later." And he sat him down and he detailed the whole thing. It's gonna start with this, and we have to rebuild all this because all this is bad, and um, we're going to build into kingdom come and you know we need all these movies a peripheral to that to build to that like marvel did Mar- marvel always had the game plan so and i'm sure henry cavill was like this sounds awesome i wish i could be a part of it and probably james gunn said something like you if you want to someday you can be we just can't keep you on because that's not fair so you know people would have to wait this long to get a new Superman movie they'd be waiting for you it's going to be years so Maybe we'll let you go and then bring you back. When we when we have the big movie set and we need the older Superman stuff like that, we'll bring you back and you're going to be the guy. So that would be the best thing, you know. I'm wondering if for like the first couple movies while he's growing, if they cast like the kid that played young Clark in Man of Steel. That would be while cool. he's in his 20s. Right. And then when it gets t- time, when it's business time, bring back. That kid was a good actor too. He was good. Yeah, he, yeah. He did really well. Um, he's he's one of those actors you can see the spark in him really quick. And I've not seen him in anything since. But I have not been looking for he's him. He's also so. ten years older now. So right. Might not know. Um, I really think it's going to be Kansas set. I think it's going to be little things like like establishing characters, little things. You know, you need to have him. They did some of it, in Man of Steel, but the flashbacks killed me. Just tell the story in order and give me a three-hour movie i will watch it everybody will watch a three-hour superman movie you know they will mm-hmm. and it'll be all right here he is he's a young man and uh those bullies were beating him up and he's getting hit in the face for one thing they shouldn't be able to hit him in the face they they one to punch him ow you know hurt his hand and then another and then it shows him he's bending that steel bar because he's trying not to hit anybody for one thing you can't have that he can't be on his back superman can never be on his back from another kid right he needs to be standing up and as a boy trying to mess with him, he's standing there stoically trying to take it and the kid hits him kid hurts his hand that's the scene established boom one power established you know um 
they did good with the x-ray vision and all the other things with the too much noise they did a great job of that so mm-hmm. that that something like that should be told again you know it's, i just just call it superman mm-hmm. pretend remake superman one with modern technology i don't care superman one with modern technology would be exactly what they need I'm so I'm a, actually kind of scared. Give me a bright suit. Right. I'm actually the, with the yellow S on the cape. Mm-hmm. Give me all that. But Make can look it. like my action figure. But he can't throw it like cellophane. Yeah, do not throw it like cellophane <laughs> for the love of God. Right. Um just do you know, I I I would be very pleased if they would do something like that. I think that he might do they're not going to do the coming from Krypton thing. They're going to, but again, I, I kind of wish they would because the Russell Crowe thing was good. Like that part of that part of man of steel was really great, but Zod, while also should have been out to Elba. I'm going to, I'll say that to my dying day. Um, Maybe we'll be in this one. That would be awesome. He'd be a great fucking Zod. Um, are, I'm wondering if they're completely rebooting it. I think they are because I mean, they are moving, the Flashpoint is going to be a DOA movie. Yeah. It is not going to be good. And I feel bad for Michael Keaton. I feel really bad for Michael Keaton. And uh, they've already cut Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot from their 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 scenes in it. I think that uh, they're going to try to establish it like, well, this is a thing and this and this, but we are going to pretend that we have shifted into this plane and this is where it's going from I wonder if they're going to keep Shazam. I would hope so. Zachary Levi is pretty great. He's a perfect guy for the role. What's to make him Superman? <laughs> Don't do no, that. he's not. He's, he's not. also the same age as Henry Cavill. Right, but he's not got the right gravitas. Superman has to be Superman has to be quiet, and he has to be kind of goofy in his way. You know, Christopher Reeve is pretty much dead on how Clark Kent and Superman should be. He was so good when he put those glasses on, he was Clark Kent. When he took them off, he was Superman. Yeah. We've, I've showed you that gif. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, dude. Also, I want a scene where he rips off a suit and he goes, changes in. Yes. Not, we don't have phone booths anymore, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, oh shit, there's something happening. And he takes his suit off as mm-hmm. he's running. Like that was the thing, right? That was the thing. That, that fucking man. I think that was a John Williams score. Yes. Let me see if I can find. Okay. Here's the scene. Superman changes to Clark in 25 seconds. It's just his entire... And the practical... God, that looks so good. Yeah, the practical flight is way better than anything digital. They need to recreate some of that. I know he's going to do something like that, too. Well, we forgot to time ourselves. Well, maybe next time. Oh. Give me that exact suit. Yes. They're going to do something that's going to be a crisscross. You, you okay? Know? Uh-huh. Margot Kidder was kind of hot in her day. Yeah. Oh, good night. She has a mature Karen Allen type feel. I always thought Karen Allen. Young Karen Allen was fucking just absolutely dynamite. When she was marrying on fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, my God. She didn't age well, though. Superman. Who you think they're going to get for Lois in this new version? I hope it's Amy Smart again. She's really good. I hope yeah. it's Diane Lane as, as, as Martha Kent. But it's going to be an, a younger Superman, so it's uh, got to be a uh, younger... Oh, yeah. 
a younger Lois, doesn't it? Lois? Yeah, it's going to happen. For goodness sake, didn't you hear me knocking? Uh-huh. That's cool. Uh, Lois, we uh, did, did have a date I wonder tonight, if he changes. Remember? Is this the scene where he takes off his glasses and he, Lois, he's not hunched yeah. anymore? I think been, so. Because huh? she oh, walks no, away no. and then he... Well, yes, I, I'm pretty sure it is. Well, That's the only reason uh, I pulled this clip off, shall we? I better get a coat. Uh, it might be kind okay. of cold. No, I mean... There it, there it is, yeah. Watch. Jesus. Jesus! How good is that? They're going to use... You know you're, they're going to use that theme, too. They're going to use the music from that. Yeah. Hans Zimmer, though, is great. I mean, his Superman music was good, but it lacked Lois, an iconic hook. There's something I have to tell you. I'm really... I mean, I, I was uh, oh. at first. <laughs> so good. Nervous about tonight. So good. Yeah. Um, I just uh, here's like a supercut of all the different Superman changing into Clark. <laughs> uh, Dean Kane. Oh God. All of he's Lo- a uh, douchebag. What is that called? Lois and Clark. That all that is on uh, on uh, HBO. Max I'm not a fan now. of him. I don't like him. I don't know. He's a right wing cunt. I don't care about that. He's a big Trump fucker. We haven't talked about that. Speaking of superheroes, <laughs> it is, give me your honest opinion about this. It is so retarded. He's six months late on NFTs. Those are right. Those are gone. Right. And the um, my favorite one is where he's a superhero. Yes. And he's in a boxing ring wearing a championship belt. How, it's a hat on a hat. Like, <laughs> how much more shit are we going to throw into this? Is he competing against people that aren't superheroes to get this chance? It's not fair. I, you know, I know that he's finished now because people that I knew were on the fence that still kind of liked him are so. We're doing favorite things. Contemptuous. It's favorite things. Okay. Yeah. But they're so contempt. That's a favorite thing. Donald Trump's NFTs. For one thing, guys, if you're listening to this show and you still defend Donald Trump with a statement, he's a good businessman. Is he? NFTs crashed. Nobody fucking invests in them anymore. They're nothing. They're gone. They're 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 finished. And he creates ninety nine dollar NFTs to sell to his people when they can just right click and save them to their fucking yes. phone. That's what I've never gotten about NFTs. I have no idea why anybody puts any value to JPEGs. Because they created a market for it, and and it was a buzz thing. They made people think, well, there's going to be a structure where you can't get these anymore. No, there's not. You can't do that. You can't wipe those from the internet. The internet is ubiquitous. It is everywhere. You cannot fucking get away from it. I have to show you this. I, I purposely did not send you the video of him announcing this. Oh, I saw it. Oh, you saw the uh-huh. Let me see. Play it. Hello, everyone. This is. Why does it do that? I don't know. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully your favorite president of all time. Better than Lincoln. Better than Washington. God. With an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection. He's right so here right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. It's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump digital cards, just like a baseball card, 
or other collectibles. Here's one of the best parts. Each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize. It's what we have. Or golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses. And they are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one meeting, autographing memorabilia, and so much more. We're doing a lot. <laughs> oh, my, my God. My official Trump digital trading cards are $99, which doesn't sound like very much for what you're getting. Buy one, and you will join a very exclusive community. It's my community, and I think it's something you're going to like, and you're going to like it a lot. They also make perfect gifts so you can buy them with your credit card or crypto all you need is an email address go to collecttrumpcards.com and buy your trump digital trading cards right now before they are all gone and they will be gone this is my first official (laughs) trump trading card nft collection and you get a chance to meet me go to collecttrumpcards.com right now and remember Christmas is coming, and this makes a great Christmas gift. No purchase necessary. For what? How is no purchase necessary? <laughs> oh, dude, it's crazy. It's so insane, isn't it? You see all the edits on that that they because he yes. couldn't read. <laughs> dude, he's such a. Okay, we finally found what can break Donald Trump. It's not racism. It's not it's not fucking threatening to to overthrow the American government. It's buffoonery. He's a buffoon and everybody finally fucking sees it, you know. It's like I always wanted to do a gif where it showed Donald Trump like doing the NFTs and then it cuts to out to uh to Rhaenyra Targaryen. Now everyone sees you for what you are. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> like I'm almost speechless with like you were the president, dude. Yeah. He's chill. He's so I mean that that's the thing too. He's the, the thing that's so embarrassing to all of his followers, well not the, not the ones that are completely insane, still think he's mm, a messiah. I've talked to a couple and they're like I'm out. This is so cuz they like big announcement today. Awesome. And you've talked actually the people you describe who were fully on with Trump and they say they're out now. They're like, this is so retarded. Like what, what is he doing? What, like, yeah. I don't even know what this is. Right. Like, and the people that follow him aren't that online. Right. Like they don't deal in these types of things. They don't, most of them do not have crypto that I know of. No, it's just, it's boomers and, like pe- people that are doing things for spite. Right. Which I get. I get doing things for spite. But this is, I mean. Talk about doing things for spite. You know what I'm going to do? There, there's going to be stickers of Trump in, in various regalia. Yeah. I'm buying one and putting it on my hard hat. Um, and it's going to be fucking great. Adam Bryant texted me saying we should all chip in and buy you a Trump NFT. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you go ahead. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I would laugh my fucking ass off. <laughs> like, what, what do you do with it? Like, um, I mean, that's the flag behind you is basically a Trump NFT. It is. It really is. And that see, that's the thing. And it's I've, better than those. I've, yeah, I've been trying to tell people this. This is how he actually sees himself. Well, it's funny because he does, but he doesn't. Deep down, he knows he's pathetic. You know, he really does. That's why he chases all this adulation. You know, 
I mean, I don't. Yeah. If I was in his situation, I would have never ran for president. I would have kept my mouth shut. I would have fucking swindled people on the down low. And then when, once I hit, what what is he, 74, 75 years yeah, old? Yeah, he's getting up there. I'm playing golf. Right. I'm doing that. His He cannot, as we've discussed before, and even I've even heard pro-Trump people say this, they're, they're throwing their hands up because it's like, even they're admitting now that he lost. And they're saying he can he just can't admit that he lost. If he could keep his mouth shut and admit that he lost and try to run again, he might win. But that's not going to happen. He is he is psychologically incapable of accepting a loss. He just can't do it. He's never done it. He's never accepted that he's been beaten at anything. So he's not going to start now. He's an old man. No, he can predict his behavior. It's a whole old dog new tricks thing. Exactly. But like they're they're trying to teach him a new trick with this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's in his head with this. Right. Because it's stupid. It is dumb. Yeah. A year ago, maybe. Well, and, but the thing about it is, is that some of the some on the right wing and the media have been trying to run cover for him, saying they're all bashing it, all of them, to a man. Well, except for this one senator who came up. That Donald Trump, he's just such a such a businessman, and I, I can't wait. They're going to be great. Uh, they're such fucking just so tone deaf that they can't even understand how bad this is. Some of them. This was a guy was from some deep red state where he had to. He should have gone this route. It's like, I don't understand it. Somebody should fire that advisor that did that for him. That's Trump's idea. Somebody came to him with that, and he was all on board because it's pictures of him doing dress up. Mm-hmm. That's his idea. He came up with the astronaut, the cowboy, all that stuff. That's well, what person he, he saw is. all the all the memes people made of him as Rocky and all that right. stuff. Right, exactly. Was, well, this is awesome, exactly. and it is. But like those were better than what they made. Uh, yes, those were much better than exactly. what they made. It's just him going sitting there, and then they put something around it. Like the superhero one baffles me. Oh, dude, it's fucking nuts, isn't it? I mean, I love it. I love that it's happening, but like. I would never do that. Would you do that? Um, no. I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. You know, it's a big hit now. Oh yeah, that was on. Uh, it was on a movie. Um, it was on the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Hall. Yes, it was. Yeah. That's what it was. We we got to play it. I mean, he uh, James Gunn helped write it. He re- helped write the song. Yeah, dude, what can't that guy do? James Gunn reveals new details on the 10-year DC plan. I would love to hear that. On the third planet closest to the sun, there's a special celebration, and it sounds quite fun. A jolly old fellow brings toys to everyone. This is an actual band, too. I forget the name of the band. That's perfect. Good. These are good job. Now, I'm not going to lie. It makes no sense to me. But here's what I've discovered. About this Christmas mystery. I'm super busy. Is Is this a long song? Did you watch it? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's tremendous. In under 14 hours, he's a master burglar. No, a pro at picking locks. No, you don't leave milk and cookies out. He will put dung in your socks. That is not part of the lore at all. If you act nicely through the night and don't jump on your bed, 
Santa comes with sugar plums and hurls them at your head. But if you're on his naughty list, he shoots missiles at your toes. And he might just roast your chestnuts with his powerful flamethrower. Rain, 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 rain. It's kind of cool. That's one of James Gunn's favorite bands. I forget the name of the band. I like the band. I just can't remember who it is. They're like have never been real famous. They're like a they're like a Wilco type thing. Yes. Mrs. Claus, she works the pole. <laughs> the elves will all rise up and scatter Santa's eyes. <laughs> Earth Earth. Ho, 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 ho. Earthlings are so weird. That's true. I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. Ho, 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 ho. Earthlings are so weird. I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. Great. It is. Now the song I was talking to was one on Saturday Night Live. Oh. Yes. When it was uh Ratio Sands. Yeah, that was in the in that show. Yes, it was. That's what I was that's what I was talking about. Who's um, the old 97s is the name of the band. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. He posts this James Gunn posts this on Twitter. And then that's the first response. <laughs> they're just not, they're, they're not going to let him have, they're it. not, they're going to, they're going to fight him until they get the first. Ooh, what a piece of artwork that is. That huh? is. That looks like a Jim Lee. Um, they're not going to let him have it until they, until they see his first Superman movie. And then everybody's going to be eating their words. I mean, I've not seen it, one of his movies that I don't like. Exactly. And okay. I've seen I've seen things that aren't Marvel, like uh, Super. He wrote a movie called Super, mm-hmm. where um, Dwight from The Office has had enough of crime and decides to become a superhero, and he just beats people with a hammer. <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking great. R- R- uh, Tromeo and Juliet for a Tromeo movie. Oh, he did that? Yes. That's awesome. Wrote and directed. Is a great little fucking. He weird knows movie. movies, man. Yeah. Um, okay. James Gunn reveals ten new details on. The Please lay it on me. I wish you could add. While reverb. fans are enraged with Gunn on Henry Cavill's exit, here are a few things we know so far about the DC Master Plan. Uh, James Gunn will be writing the script for a new Superman film. I don't know if he's directing it yet. I hope he does. A, no, a new actor will be cast to play a young Clark Kent. The Superman movie will not be an origin story. Good. All actors from Zack Snyder's vision are done with DC. All of them. Um, he said that he's been in talks with Affleck to direct something. That would be great. He's a good director. Uh, Momoa is actually being recast as Lobo. Tremendous. James Gunn to re- to reboot the entire DC universe. Good. So it is a complete reboot. Um, and that's the DC slate is now ready to be revealed to the audience. Fans can expect DC's master plan on New Year. Sweet. So I, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm with him. I just love Henry Cavill so much. I do too, man. Not just because of Superman, because he's a fucking dork. It, and he's a, just a great guy. Immediately man. after this was announced, he's he announces that he's going to make uh, a series on Amazon mm-hmm. uh, for Warhammer. Right. 
which is something he's like. I guess it was a card game. Then they made video games. Yes. And he's like, we're making fucking Warhammer. So great. He's doing all the things he wants to do. And he'll, right. he does other movies to fund these things, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. But like a video went viral of Henry Cavill a couple months ago of him building a gaming PC. Just this big, sexy dude building a gaming PC. I know, man. I, part of me wishes I looked more like him, you know. I mean, the only reason nerd. anybody else has ever had sex is because Henry Cavill can't fuck everybody. Exactly. Um, that was a whole segment when we first started the show. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Us, mm, Henry Cavill. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. Um, Marvel is not finished, but they need to get their head out of their ass. Like, um, they really have to start reading the terrain and understand what, what they're doing is not working. So will they do that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the sad fact is, is that things that aren't working, people want to stick to their guns for spite and be like, you don't like it because you're a bad person. Like, no, I don't like it because it's not good. You know, um, it's just the truth. I mean, um, and I'm diehard Marvel, man. We we used to talk about it on the show all the time, how they were just stroking out of the park every fucking time. Captain Marvel, I liked. But at points, it was obnoxious. Um, let's just be fair. I mean, the only scene in, well, I mean, other than like the whole fixing everything with time travel in uh, Endgame. I did not like whenever the women all gathered together because it was so obvi- ham-fisted. Were well, you talking so about when they were fighting? Yeah. I kind of liked it. Uh, I, it was ham-fisted, I think, in a very well-handled way. I mean, it's I not the it. worst thing I've no, ever no, no, seen. No, no, I liked it. I thought it, I, I, it made me kind of like, ah, but at the same time, I was like, ah, I love it. I love it anyway. You know what I mean? It, it had enough great stuff around it. If everything else in that movie wasn't so dope. Right. That would have made me hate it. Would've, it would have gone over like a red <laughs> balloon. Um. I also, the Eternals was terrible, awful, just unwatchable bad, but it wasn't because it was quote unquote woke. It just wasn't, it was just bad. It's just not a good movie. Yeah. They didn't do the deviants right. They didn't do any of it right. Um, and they didn't fold them into the larger Marvel universe as a whole. It was a pointless movie. It had no reason to be on the screen. And I'm a, I was an Eternals fan. Like I, I read the Eternals comic books. I liked them. I thought they were cool as shit. Um, I thought it was a really cool concept. Uh, you know, this group of people thought they were gods who turned out to be robots. You know, really awesome. It's pretty cool. Yes. Um, actually, one of my favorite artists, John Romero Jr., did the art for one of them. And it, his Icarus is tremendous. Like, just, just almost Superman-esque fucking floating there, powerful figure, eyes glowing, just massively powerful. Um, but in a fight, Superman would rip his fucking head off. Um, here's And here's the thing, guys. Anybody, I don't care who's listening. In a fight, Superman beats anyone. Okay, anyone except Batman in the Dark Knight Returns. That's it. That's the one that that's a lone one. Just because he's smarter. Exactly. He learned how to cheat. Superman's a bit of a dope. Yes. Well, no, he's just such a. Um, he can't believe anybody would want to kill him. Like especially in. Well, he believes in truth, justice, and the American way, and he believes that people should see the good in that, and especially. Bruce. Bruce is the one that gets him. Like they are so diametrically opposed while still being friends and having a deep and abiding love and respect for each other. You know, now it was stretched to Dark Knight Returns. It was stretched till it got broken because Superman became 
an instrument of the United States government. He was he was fighting their wars for them. He was doing all the things he shouldn't have been doing, and Batman knew it. So that's why he was just like, fuck you, and I don't want you around because you have become a joke. You have become a a pawn of this crooked-ass Ronald Reagan fucking government. Do you think it's possible that the reason why uh, the live-action version of that hasn't really been made yet is because of the military-industrial military complex sort of them, them not wanting to piss off the military industrial complex. It's you know? a possibility, but I think that even censors are so tone deaf that they wouldn't get it. Like team America is a complete indictment of America and the way it conducts itself. Mm -hmm. It still got made. Yeah. But like these big movies, they work in concert with the government to get, well, we need planes. We need this. We need that. Now they don't really need them because they can CGI all that stuff. Right. We need fucking helicopters. Uh, show, uh, what the uniforms, like mm -hmm. they want to get the uniforms right for everybody right. like in the military. So they, they work that way with them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they let them edit the story. Right. Uh, especially for like uh, the, like uh, war movies. Like, well, you have a few rare exceptions. Red Dawn being a, you know, yeah, uh, notable exception. You know, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, was not a big rah rah movie. No, um, Black Hawk Down wasn't. Black Hawk Down wasn't a big rah rah movie. Uh, Hurt Locker, not a big rah. -rah. I mean, I, I like realistic war movies, but a show. But when you really think about it, Saving Private Ryan isn't a big rah rah movie. It's not. It is, but it isn't. It is a description of that time that's accurate of you know the true heroism of that generation. And, you know, but also the futility of it, not the futility of fighting the Nazis. That was necessary. That needed to be done. Um, but, um, sorry. Um, I think that, uh, with world war two, it's a little bit different and, and even, and even world war one, um, They were. They. I think they. They accurately describe what terrible conflicts they were, while at the same time, highlighting the sacrifices and the you know, the heroism, and the you know all the great qualities of that generation, but also managing sometimes to expose some of the lesser qualities of the generation. I like the fact that a lot of World War II movies at some point will deal with the racism in the United States Army. They they will deal with that. Um, it wasn't dealt with much in Saving Private Ryan. Um, you know, but I would like to see a World War II movie told from the, the we've never seen one really from told from this from the point of view of the black soldiers. But the sad fact about it is, is that it it's so hard to tell it because you don't want to condemn that generation who did such heroic things, right? You don't want to tear that down because that'll piss everybody off. And I don't and I don't think the filmmakers would want to do that. But it also is impossible to to avoid in some ways. Um, highlight the heroism of the black soldiers and stuff like that. I tell you what, I'd like to see. Not even a World War II movie. There is a group of World War One soldiers from Harlem called the Harlem Hellfighters or the Har Harlem Hellbreathers, and they were a infantry unit in World War One, and they were fucking rough. I would like to see a movie from their point of view. Harlem Hellbreathers. See if I can find something on. Not on YouTube. I'm not finding anything about them. 
maybe look up, uh, maybe Google it. I hope it wasn't created for that video game. Um, it was the Harlem Hellfighters. Yes, that's what There's it was. There's plenty of them on, on there. Yep. And you think about that. They had only been free for about 50 years, and they decided to go fight in this great global conflagration. You know, they didn't have to do that. I mean, that's, you know, um, that was very admirable. Also, though, the Native Americans that showed up for all the, um, for all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was. Anyway, favorite things. You got any? Um, well, hope for the DC, hope for the DC universe, uh, Henry Cavill being such a gentleman and going out the way he did. Um, and the, and the hope for the fact that he's going to be in it. Um, also a little bit of respect, uh, to James Gunn for having having him there and talking about it. Yeah. He would have had him there if he just wasn't going to do something with, they're going to do something with him, whether he's, I think Clark or right. I, I really think that what I laid out, you know, What's that make him the new Batman? <laughs> you can't really do that. He wouldn't. What want you that. could do is like there are. No, we can't do that either because that's getting too much into multiverse stuff. We need to establish the story first. I don't want multiverse stuff anymore. But there's lots of awesome. I want other elsewhere Superman. I want what they're doing, like have the main universe and then have the Batman universe where, um, like they continue the Batman story that they from the movie they just made yeah, and the Joker story that they, cause that's being shot right now. Well, that's the thing. I think they're going to continue with those, but they are not part of the DCU. That's fine. That, and that's, and that's what James Gunn said. So they're going to be fine movies. They're going to be good, whatever, but they are not, they are not going to be included in the DCEU as a whole. It's just not going to happen. I'm okay with that because you can still make that's great source material. You can still do those things. Marvel should think about doing something like that, like going down the do one offs. Yes. Do go down the, uh, elsewhere, elseworld drought where you there's lots of great elseworld stories in Marvel too. Uh, Logan is technically well shit. Technically, their best movie is Logan. Is Logan, and mm-hmm. it's an elseworld story. It does not connect to the rest of the universe. Now with Deadpool, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But they say it won't because it's going to be a different version of Wolverine that didn't die there. So I can't wait to see that. I think Deadpool might help pull the fat out of the fire. You know, hopefully, that, yeah. Even if it's terrible, I'm going to love it. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be Deadpool and Wolverine together. You know, Ryan Reynolds is going to be good in it, and it's going to be all the great things. Mm, any more favorite things? Um, just the gym. The gym's going decent. Um, um, like with the thyroid medicine and everything um the strength's coming up the weight's still falling off it's not it's slowed down a bit i think but that's because um i actually started eating again at one point i really wasn't eating um the training you know getting into the boxing plus the weightlifting and all those things um i don't know i haven't haven't been able to read because i've just been so so occupied with things um so I'm actually going to go. I've been reading enough for both of them. Yeah, you have. But I actually bought a, a dollar. I got I used, I used my points for thrift books and, and bought a dollar Stephen King hardback book, Insomnia, which is connected to the Dark Tower. And I've never read it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I can't wait to read it. Um, I've still got Eyes of the Dragon to read. I've still got, uh, well, I'm still on the Dark Tower. Like I'm on book three now. 
yes, book three. It's uh, The Wastelands. So I always liked it a lot. Um, you know, the, the stuff with the house. The stuff with the house is throwing me for a loop because it's so discombobulating. Like, uh, I can't even go down my stairs right now because all the drywall stuff in the basement. And we have to keep the dust down. You know, so there's that. Um, you know, just... Christmas coming and I actually have family coming in and that's cool. You know, uh, I can't wait for that. So, um, for me, uh, did some man shit today. I changed the fan motor on my AC slash heating unit and that's not the problem. So now I'm about 85 bucks deep trying to figure out what the problem is. I just keep picking the cheapest thing to replace. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's not the problem. Does it keep kicking on and off? You say, yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as I know, it's the outside should the outside unit should stay on until it reaches the temperature that I desire, and then it kicks off. Right. As far as I know, that's how it should be, and it's not doing that. It's kicking on and off intermittently. Um, I changed the fan motor this week. Last week, I changed the capacitor. Need to change. There's other possibilities. It could be the fucking thermostat. Could be. I have no clue. Hopefully, we figure it out. Can you get somebody to come look at it? I can. I just don't have any money. Mm. So I'm just going off the word of other people. And then I, I work at the place where all the experts come. So I just ask people, right. And like, we'll try this, try this, try this. Well, maybe can I, I can ask my handyman, Frank, to take maybe, um, or even just pick his brain and see like, you know, do you, do you think you might know what's going on? Um, so far we've got two down, two problems down. So it's not those things. Um, we'll figure it out. We will get warm somehow. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's so bad. Had a good day on the golf, disc golf course today. Me and some, I'd only, I mean, I'd met a couple of the guys, but one guy I'm friends with, uh, Aaron Borders, we met at Lake Stevens course today. Everybody pays 10 bucks. Three, three holes were closest to pin. Um, that means closest to the basket. Mm-hmm. And I got a CTP and I won $6 back, I think. CTP? Closest to pin. Oh, okay. <laughs> I won six six of my dollars back and a disc. Nice. A probably $20 disc. I, I got the yarn. It's J-A with an umlaut over top of okay. it. R-N. It's a um, made by a company called Castaplast, which in that language means throw plastic. What language is it? Swedish? Icelandic or Swedish or something One like of those that. Nordics. Yeah. It's a cool disc. I haven't really got to throw it yet because I just won it. Yeah. Um. I came in second place, and there was two people tied for first, so I didn't win any money. First place was going to get uh, the bulk share of everybody's money. Second place was going to get like 25% of everybody's money. I came in second place, but there was two people tied for first. They did a playoff, and I was shit out of luck. That's fine. All right. I probably th- threw my best round there. I was two over par. I didn't have really any mistakes. There's a couple holes I expect to get bogeys on, and I did bogey them. Got a couple birdies that I don't usually get. That was fun. Through good. Like I, I was slow. I was slowed down. I, I think it was because I'm, I'm so bundled up. Mm-hmm. It made me take my time and go slower. Maybe right. I should, maybe I should get like a sleeve for my elbow. I feel like those work. I feel the like copper ones work. I feel like this. It's not like my elbow hurts, but I feel like having this on because it's so tight helped me whip my hand out better. When Probably I was does. Throwing. It helps you with the mechanics. Yeah. So. I putted pretty good. I made like a 50 footer, mm-hmm. which I don't usually, I usually don't even try. <laughs> so I usually just lay up because right. I'm a coward. <laughs> I said that or, uh, we, we were, uh, 
I had like a 45 footer that I was going to try to make. And I was like, should I run this or should I just lay it up? I was like, if I, if I lay it up, that's the reason they won't write songs about me after I die. So, <laughs> so I ran yeah. it and I missed it, but I didn't have to worry about it. It just stayed right beside the bat. The worst thing that can happen to you when you putt, especially on a hill, we were on like an incline of a hill, is it rolls all the way back down. Yeah. But I didn't. It just laid right beside the bat because I was happy about that. Um, other stuff that I've seen or done. Um, oh, Black Adam watched that last night. It's a fun, dumb movie. Yeah. It was stupid. Um, the Rock was stupid. Uh, everybody in it was stupid. I get, but it was fun. I get a, a hint, though, that you're a little bit, you know. I do not like Superman slander. Yeah. I don't like it either. I mean, I and showed, nobody else is going to like that. Shit I either. showed you the picture of me whenever I was three years old in a Superman shirt. Yes. I've been do I've been Supermaning for a long time. I just want good Superman shit, and I right. don't want him slandering Superman. Right. I think though that if we can look at it at a, at a maybe in a more knee jerk light, me myself included, that uh, maybe it was just setting up the fight between them. Right. Maybe. And he's 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 working himself into or shooting himself into a work or whatever. Right. Like, and and I think he was I like the fact that he backed Henry Cavill up and stuff like that. I don't like the fact that he attacked James Gunn, but you know, I wish Henry Cavill would have a conversation with him, like, hey man, you know, James Gunn did this for reasons, you know, and I'm I'm sorry this screws both of us, but you know, we this was not going to work. So Especially since you have to win. You don't get to win. I, I don't think that he thought he was going to do you think he thought he was going to win i think he was setting it up where he was going to beat superman in the yeah, fight he was going to or at least superman would have to have help to beat him yeah no superman needs no help to beat no. anybody he except for other other uh kryptonians he might need help then the only one that can punch was superman well like adam can punch with superman see the fight would be pretty even until superman got mad yeah and once he gets mad and he starts taking the gloves off your ass has had it Anybody, even Doomsday. He killed Doomsday. Doomsday smashed the Justice League single-handedly. Almost killed. He killed a couple superheroes in that in that storyline. Um, beat Shazam. Beat, you know, fucking Wonder Woman. Beat Wonder Woman like a fucking ragdoll. Just she fuck, had it coming. Fucking ragdoll. Mouthing off like that. Well, I mean, she, but, I mean, she tried to cut him with that sword and, you know, all that stuff. But um, um, other favorite things. Uh Oh, I've watched the first two episodes of that Casey Anthony documentary. Oh, God. It's possible she didn't do it. Really? Yeah. It's possible she's just a retarded. It's, <laughs> she doesn't seem very bright. It's. I mean, apparently she's bright because she's working as a research assistant for uh, the law. Maybe she has Asperger's. The law firm that helped. Like, she just, she might be autistic like Asperger or something mm-hmm. like that. Um. She revealed that her dad and brother both sexually abused her. Oh, shit. All that stuff. And if you watch the the speech her dad gave at Kaylee's funeral. You think he had something to do with it? I think he was molesting that kid, too. Fuck. That was creepy. I can't, I can't watch it. I don't want to watch it. No. But I've... It's... This is something Elena needs to talk about. I'm sure she's watched that documentary. I mean, I don't know if I believe her or not. I think she... Might have had something to do with covering it up and all that stuff. I don't think she killed her. I don't think. I'm not sure. Let's just say that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of anything. Though. I think maybe she got pressure from her family to cover it up. Yeah, yeah. probably. If they they if, seem like if, a bunch of cunts. what you're saying is true. They seem like a bunch of cunts. Mm. 
Um, trying to think of other things that I've oh reading. I'm about forty five percent of the way through Storm of Swords. That's a massive tome, buddy. <laughs> right now, John and the Wildlings have scaled the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, Arya is with the Brotherhood without banners, and they stumbled upon Sandor Clegane, aka the the uh, the Hound. Mm-hmm. And they had the fight with him and uh, Barrett Dendarian. Dendarian. He is O for so many against the Clegane family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think this is the for, third time for, I've been killed by Clegane. Yeah, O for three. <laughs> Man, I would not tangle with that family. Right now, Cat is in River Run. Mm-hmm. Hoster is dying or dead. Hoster is, has died. The, the scene where um, Edmure could not get the uh, I thought the that arrow. The Edmure in the show. He was a little bit of comic relief in the show. Yeah, he was. In the book, he's not so much. Like, Edmure's not, he's, he kind of doesn't, he's not the cowboy warrior, even his father was. Hoster Tolly fought in uh, the War of the Nine Penny Kings. So, you know, obviously. He's, a, he's, he's competent. And, but like, there was a little bit of comic relief where he, when he couldn't get the arrow to his dad's right. uh, casket on the lake or the river. Right. Um, uh, Brienne is now. Jamie's had his hand cut off, mm-hmm. and they're with the mummers, the bloody mummers. The brave companions. No, they're the bloody mummers. <laughs> Fargo hoped. What a piece of shit. Um, they're going to... It's just been revealed that they're keeping her because Fargo Hote has to have his reward. Mm-hmm. Sapphires. 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 <laughs> Is that salmon? <laughs> they're sending Jamie back with uh, some guards to King's Landing to get their reward for that. Um. Bruce Bolton. I don't think they could have picked a better guy to play him in the show. Um, I don't know. He doesn't conjure Bruce Bolton for me. Bruce Bolton for me is maybe he maybe he does for me just because I saw him that right. version first. I mean, I remember Bruce Bolton when I. You know what I think he looks like? Edgar Winter from Edgar Winter Group. Yes, the fucking crazy white hair and the like a fucking like almost an albino. albino. Yeah, almost albino. Except he doesn't have white hair. I don't think. No, he's got dark hair, but he's got those pale, really pale eyes. You know, I'm looking up Edgar Winter. I can't remember what this motherfucker looks like. Edgar Winter. God damn it. You think he looks like that? Young Edgar Winter. That's old. Well, horse pussy. Um, I, so more somebody that has pale eyes. Like there's an albino in a movie. There you go. Yes, more like that, except with dark hair. I can see that. What a freak! They should have thrown that baby down the toilet. <laughs> um, but he's a ruthless. Like, like they talk about how quiet he is when he talks. Everybody else has to even stop yeah, they, breathing. To right? Hear they they automatically lower their volume. They're like. Uh, this guy, you know, um, Jamie hates Brienne, but he also likes her. You know what I mean? Like there's that going on. Well, he has moments where he like almost got aroused by her. Cause he, you know, she apparently has nice legs, you know, they're just really big and muscular. He commented on her back. Her teats are small. Yeah. Um, she's an annoying character. I like her. I like her, but she's like, just with the vows. Stop taking so many fucking vows. You well, can't keep all of them. She's so insecure. Yeah. That it's going to make her a little bit annoying. 
So, you know, you got to deal with that. Arya might be my favorite character in the I book. I love Arya. Um, I like Bran's chapters. I know on the message boards, a lot of people don't like Bran. I like that shit. Yeah. I like all the fucking mystical crazy shit and i like his little companions i like that he has a fucking wolf that he can control right i like that he has a like fucking the, dude that he can control right. <laughs> i always thought but the, the the morality of that would have to be hard to work out that he might take over hodor's body that in the book does he no not so not far yet. not so far hodor's still alive in the book yes the Whites have not, the White Walkers have not broken into the, they haven't been able to break into the, but they're out there and they keep on trying. Like their magic has to overcome. Sam has killed a White Walker. Slayer. Um, they keep on calling him Slayer. They've, they've had the uh, fight at Craster's where they kill um, Craster mm-hmm. and they kill the Yor, Giora, Yor, 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 Mormont. They killed yeah. the old bear, which was really upset me a lot. I loved him. I loved him too. I loved him in the show. I wish they would have included the Raven in the show. Yeah. That is a funny, just a weird little Corn, thing for that. Snow, guy. snow. Just a weird little thing for that guy to have. Right. It's Don't so, listen to that fool bird. I fed him twice this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's like a weird quirk. And I thought that would have been cool to have in the show. Um, but the uh, uh, Gilly. They're going to have to figure out a way to get Gilly away from all that shit. Well, Sam, you want me to tell you what happens? Yeah, I don't care. Sam takes her. like yeah. when, As he's stumbling back, he takes her. Takes her with him. I think that, that started. Like, and then they passed. The chapter ended as they were. They run into Mira, Jojen, Bran. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Hodor and uh, Summer. Because they do that. They run into him in the show, too. Yeah, but it's different. And I don't know. If it happens this way in the show, they're in the Night Fort. The old castle and it's huge, and there's a giant stairwell that's leading down, and they hear shuffling and they're freaking out, and they you know, and then it's Gilly and Sam because <laughs> they come through this tunnel. What an and odd go. pair to run into. Yeah, the fucking and Gilly and Sam's arc is really in. Uh, they go into it much more in um, Feast for Crows. Okay, that's the next one. Right? Yes, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Reading sometimes I read four chapters in a night. Depending on the length. It's fun. I like it a lot. I'm glad I started it. Um, and that's about it for me. Our favorite things. I feel like I've gotten better at disc golf by not playing as much. Sure. You got to let those central nervous system rest, man. Hmm. Maybe I should quit playing for a year. Well, Steffi <laughs> Cohen uh, showed a video where she starts, she stopped squatting for a year. Like, just let everything rest. Plus, she had to get off the juice, then get back on it. Um, I love her, but she's definitely juiced. Um, and she was squatting three fifteen for reps. You know, and she After said not doing it for yes. a year. And she said, and she used it as an example. This is an example why you should take your rest days because you'll get bigger and stronger. You know, and that goes for any sport. So, mm-hmm. got anything else you want to talk about? I think um, that's it. Yeah, I think I'm done. It's been a good one. Right on. Um, thanks for listening. We're going to go with, we're going to play the fucking theme again, I guess. Um, I got nothing else to say. Yep. Good night and good luck. And, and don't forget to buy Trump uh, NFTs for fuck's sake. What's wrong with you? Oh yeah, it's Christmas. Christmas.